bullshit, it's all just um gay politics. America's gotten kind of whack, but we're not gonna let it go down like that, cause we got a dumb gay podcast, a dumb gay political podcast. We probably don't have all the facts, but we got opinions and we'll probably backtrack. That's why it's a dumb gay podcast, a dumb gay political podcast. Ooh, it's all shit, it's all shit. It's all shit. It's all shit. I mean, are we gonna die? I don't know. I, I, you're extreme. I am extreme. It's all shit. Uh uh. This shit is bananas. B A A A A S. This shit is trumpanas. T R U M P A N A N A S. What? I don't know. I don't even know. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Dumb Gay Politics. I'm Julie. And I'm Brandy. And this is the podcast. I don't know why podcast doesn't sound like a word <laughs> where we talk about politics like we're talking about reality TV. Maybe it's because Kobe Bryant died. Mm. That mm. was a total donkey punch. And I got to say, completely sucked the joy out of doing anything frivolous. Mm-hmm. And this podcast can only be described as frivolous. But we're going to go ahead and do it anyway. Because God forbid if I don't take the week off when I'm hung over and in my feelings, then I'm certainly not going to allow myself to take it off when a living legend died. <laughs> it was very weird, obviously, yeah. you know, and uh, what's there to say? His daughter died. I was another little girl died. A full family's dead. I mean, it's just like the whole thing. Of, of, I, I, the wife and the, and the first, you know, she lost her husband and her, but she lost her firstborn baby, and you know, it's, yeah. that's just got to be and a, like. And another man husband lost his wife and his daughter, and another. Um, there were f- two full parents on that helicopter of a kid. Two parents are dead. Like well, two the one together yeah, parents and, and and a sibling. Right. So that right. lone sibling lost its parents, and and, and I even actually mm-hmm. know a girl mm-hmm. like that who lost her parents and her Ugh, sister, and was I mean, just her and her brother left, and it's. It is completely sad and awful. So and it's just being in the epicenter of it is it's just it's yeah. crazy for for me. And I know I was in L.A. when Michael Jackson died. This feels way different than Michael Jackson. Way different um, with all due there. You know, people have a different feeling when someone doesn't dry, die, I guess, of a drug overdose or whatever. But it just feels right. right. It feels really sad. And apparently he, you know, and much like not much like, but. You know, Kobe Bryant was a legend and also had some controversies and remains to be seen whether what's true, what's not. But boy, did I get in a K-hole after that and learned what that whole story was about. And you know what? I don't know, really know what to think. But well, I know one thing, Mimiao. Yes. His death sure did upstage your star turn on Stumptown. Sure did. It sure did. When I tell you under five people sent me uh, a message. And it's funny because I was with my I was friend. like, really? Mama gets on fucking ABC and we got to deal with Kobe Bryant dying? I'm like, on all weeks? I mean, you know, at this point, I forgot. Yeah. I'm not even paying attention to my own self. And I was with a friend who he was on a show on Netflix and he was Teddy was telling me about he was like he couldn't believe it how many people people from from high school people from <laughs> they were sending him messages and it just was great it was the reach that it was getting and I was like oh, yeah I'm pretty sure like less than five people told me they were on ironically <laughs> it's because it's the difference between Netflix and ABC that's how how, how, about, so how much go. we've how far we've come with network TV 
It used to be the coup de gras of like booking. Right. He also you know? made triple what I made. <laughs> well, you guys, Stumptown. Julie has a reoccurring role on Stumptown. It's on ABC. Um, the first episode aired last week. So anyone that wants to peep that shit needs to hit Hulu or YouTube or ABC on demand. Um, it's the episode from January 22nd. It's called Dirty Dexy Money. She's going to have more episodes to come. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I don't know if people looking at it on demand or on Hulu will. I mean, enjoy the acting. Enjoy <laughs> the acting. How can one okay? not? If this is full acting, <laughs> even my, my the two of the five people that reached out, two of them being my parents. Right. Were they. And if you're listening, uh, you know, my, my mom and dad. Uh, yes, that was called real acting, and we discussed it, and everyone was impressed. Oh, were they? Uh, they, they, they. Phyllis and Leon. Yes, we're like, honey, we didn't realize you knew about the military and being a vet, <laughs> or could read that well. They, they were very complimentary. I, That's you know, so nice. I'm not even gonna watch it because I'm I, not looking at it because I die if I look. I haven't even seen Curb. I'll just die. I hate seeing not looking at it. Any of that stuff. I can't have Meow Meow acting weird, pretending she's a bad. Hey, <laughs> come on in. Oh, come on in. This is a place where we all come together. <laughs> okay. Because uh, we've all been there. You know, we've all been there. We've all seen it. All, so. I, would ac- I think I would actually, like, I think I would just kill over and die. And well, if you were in the room with me, I mean, what? We have done the most embarrassing shit in front of each other and yeah, even done so, acting together. Exactly. But I think if I had to be forced to watch, that sounds like torture. Like, a, a terrorist should capture me and force me to watch your acting in front of you. <laughs> and I'll be like, I'll give you all the secrets. I want you guys to go see Stumptown. Give us some dorky ass feedback so we can have a laugh. We talked about it on the Patreon. We it was te- a secret for so long. We teased the secret project. Yes, it was a secret project. It's an important project. But now it's not project. secret anymore. It's out. So that does seem inconsequential after... Nine but, people were died. But, but thank you to the producers anyway. at ABC for choosing Meow Meow for Please, this wonderful you, role. We're so thrilled. We're so excited. Yeah. We hoped we would get one more listener to the to add to the 14. But we didn't. And, you know, I hate to say it, but they probably died in the helicopter with Kobe Bryant. Edit that. <laughs> oh, my God. Too soon, obviously. Uh, well, we did get some nice, super nice letters and cards. We sure did. That have nothing to do with Stumpdown. And I got some more birthday gifts. I'm going to talk about those on the Patreon. Okay. Because it's from some it's from some tried and true mm. um, Patreon lovers. Mm-hmm. And I do want to tease. I think you guys should consider going over there and joining our Patreon podcast. Podcast? <laughs> podcast. Everyone should go over there and join the Patreon And, you know, you should join the Patreon podcast. Podcast. Hi, I'm Julie Goldman. <laughs> I'm an actor. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> so dumb when i was a little girl <laughs> i dreamed of being a boy <laughs> acting you all should go to patreon.com slash politics if you listen you stay here enjoy the politics you know get informed blah 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 but then when you're like god i want these bitches to like go and talk about what whatever I, I like them on the people's couch and this isn't like that at all right well, go to patreon.com why isn't politics. julie acting like a lesbian vet like she did in the show <laughs> i'm interested yeah. in her acting like a lesbian vet more well i'll be doing that on the next patreon <laughs> don't you worry about it i'm going to talk about the 14th airborne the 17th <laughs> uh snipers yeah uh, manufacturing guns stuff like that and it's just everything but politics right and i'm gonna say that sasha fleek Okay. Sasha on fleek. That's right. She sent me, she got me for my birthday. Oh. 
a fucking personalized celebrity message. You know how you can go on and buy people. Cameo. Yeah, oh, cameo. It is so goddamn Gene Balls. I'm not going to tell who it is. Mm-hmm. You're going to have to. I'm not even going to put it public. Right. Because God forbid I give that pub, that celebrity free publicity. It ain't happening. Not on the week when Kobe Bryant goes down. Not right. on the week when Stumptown gets ignored. <laughs> but for the Patreon subscribers, you'll be able to see it. And it is so cute. It is smiles, smiles. Pinnacles, my mouth. Pinnacles. And I intend and I um, will be going over with you some of the highlights of Cameo because there are <laughs> several <laughs> uh, for those of you. I'm not going to get into it. We're going to get into it on Patreon. And, and I want Patreon. you guys to know you don't want to let Julie loose on a website of <laughs> corn on top of cheese on top of corn oh. because it's it's endless fun and she, she gets into a hole and then we're all just stuck while she's like, what? What is TJ Lavin on here for? Oh, Oh, exactly. <laughs> and also, what is Corey Lewandowski on here for? <laughs> now, only those of you who are political, political right. wonks will know. Right. Thank you. will <laughs> understand. But let me just say, that's how if you're a Republican, I don't even know if you're listening and you're Republican. I don't know what to say. But and you're into Corey Lewandowski. Let's just say the motherfuckers on Cameo and he charges $75. Yeah, that's okay. like his version of Lyft. He's a fucking even he needs a second job. Piazza of shot. Well, Thank you, Sasha. I'm going to put it for the subscribers. So go over to patreon.com slash dumbgaypolitics. Consider signing up and you can see that cameo message from a very cute, mm-hmm. very pinnacle celeb. A pinnacles. Saying my name. It's so Your great. full name. Your <laughs> so full great. name. And um, I'm quite sure he went and Googled me and like totally wants he to get together to. and have a drink now. I'm surprised he hasn't DM'd <laughs> you. Slide into the DMs. I'm surprised he hasn't slide, slide onto on your in. DMs. Okay, so we got a lovely note from Sally Jones, Meow, who okay. she sent us all this swag from Kentucky okay. and a long note about how Kentucky needs to be informed and that's the reason that they have Mitch McConnell. And then we w- let Sally know. She sent a great picture of herself, so we already have her picture. It's her and her boo. She's drunk and singing Bon Jovi in the front. <laughs> and and then her girlfriend or her partner is drunk hanging on to her in the back with her eyes closed. It's so cute. Definitely, so it's a that's a Pinnacles picture. Yeah, right we there. love that. Mm-hmm. So Sally, we right under your picture, Sally, we have the sticker you sent us. It says Kentucky is so gay. She re- she sent us a a packet of natural healing oils mm-hmm. and this letter. Hey y'all, thank you. Thank you for receiving my manic ranting note furiously typed in a notepad because you girl don't want to pay for a Microsoft Word subscription. I don't blame. I kind of knew as I was writing it and definitely after mailing it had a sneaking feeling it was creepy and aggro. And like you said, had not nearly enough mentions of how much I love you. Guess I was (laughs) caught up in an impulse of rage over the structural violence and literal violence going on all around us. You wouldn't know anything about that, huh? Anyway, you two really do make me LOL all the time. From Julie's impromptu character voices to Brandy snarky realism. Shut up, Dumpling! <laughs> as the perfect straight man. Which would make Julie the perfect gay woman? Also true. <laughs> You're both so funny and good at what you do. It enriches my life to know you are still at it and constantly delivering. That's so nice. The second part of your gift finally arrived in time for your trip to Oz. My mom gave me a set of these travel size oils and they're so good I had to share. I take them everywhere, and if ever anyone coughs or sneezes on a plane, best believe that immunity is getting slathered everywhere. Enjoy, and I hope they make it through customs. Much love to you, too, and the furry friends, Sally. P.S. Can't wait to see you in Kentucky. We're coming to Kentucky. We are coming at you. We're going to get 
Brittany Cartwright, she doesn't even know. We're going to take that fucking bitch on a plane. We're probably I'm going to probably have to mortgage my house to fly her first class and we're going to go sure. and we're going to and and little does she know we're going to stay with her and her mother <laughs> and then we're going to drag her down to every mall in mm. Lexington or wherever she lives and right. we're going to get Mitch McConnell out single-handedly with the star of Vanderpump Rules. And everyone's not going to give us any credit for that, but that's fine. We'll have fun while we do it. Right. So thank you, Sally. We got a letter and an updated pick from Rachel Beats. Now, you guys might remember good old Rachel from the picture that she sent of her and her family with her um, tiny dick piece of shit ex-husband <laughs> with his um, face crossed out with an X. He literally has like an inverted dick, this guy. And um, we can't fucking stand him. And on the Patreon, we sang a whole song about Mamma sang a whole song about him. Mm-hmm. We love Rachel. We love her kids. She sent an updated picture. It's so cute how much her family has grown and how much like sexier all the kids are without their inverted dick dad. I'm sure he still does get around them, but that's fine. They just seem better off, if you will. Rachel. Yeah, well, so is everyone when an (laughs) inverted dick is around. Dear Brandy and Julie, listening to you ladies makes getting through the day without murdering my ex-husband, Jesse, and his (laughs) mistress, Contrina, easier. So one could say that it is because of you that I'm not in prison yet. Ha! From the bottom (laughs) of my heart, thank you for your love, friendship, and endless laughs. I'm making 2020 my little bitch. Much love, Rachel. Rachel, your kids are adorbs. How dare he fucking have a mit- mistress? I can't with that. I literally can't even remember what he looks like. There was an X all already over his face, and then we put the sticker of your name over his face, so we could only see you look great. You look so much happier and gorgeous and better. And he's disgusting, and I but he's only gotten more unhealthy. How dare. Um, how dare. Okay, so, but all's well that ends well, you know? Mm-hmm. You know? That is true. That's true. You know what? God has a plan. It just looks like a different person, honestly. Yeah. You know, and the kids, too, because obviously Transforms. the kids are older, which is makes me uncomfortable. I, why do kids have to grow up? <laughs> I know it's weird. It is weird. If you think you can't. That's why I imagine for parents, it's got to be. Look, listen, think about our own parents. Like mm-hmm. they must just be. Horrifying. Well, now, especially when you have like old kids and you're like, gross. No yeah. one ever told me about this part. Uh, we also got an update from Lauren Duffy, who we love, love, love. She sent us a long letter f- a few years ago with some, um, like, rock. What are they called, Mamiao? Like little rocks that her um, son Everett made that we're supposed to look at when we see them. We're supposed to like be grateful, and we still have them. And he has grown up so much. And she has a new. She added a new boo to the bunch, Arthur. Can I tell you, Lauren? When I saw this picture of Everett, I damn near died. Now, the old picture that we have of you and him, you guys have like oranges in your mouth and you're being like kooky. Like they have like orange. What are they called? Like little triangle peels? Not slices? Peel- yeah, slices. Mm-hmm. The kid is like a goddamn model. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I can't even believe how cute he is. And he's, I guess, maybe a couple years older. But and then Arthur is so cute. He's so little. I mean, it's a brand new baby. Yeah. But um, they look like babies in Ann Getty's things that hang off yeah. of storks. Yes. They're yeah. so, so cute, Lauren. So read her her okay. note. I like these updated pictures okay. of the kids. Hi, ladies. Happy New Year. I hope this finds I hope this letter finds you. Dumpling and the pup as well. Dumpling sitting right here. Like you can't even There's believe how just close. Annoying. 
Mighty don't. I was just so touched when a few podcasts back, I heard Brandy mention the gratitude stones that my little guy. Gratitude stones. That's right. That's right. And I made for you last year. I've been meaning to get my ass in gear and say hello. Sorry, I'm just now sending you a holiday card. As a quick update, we welcomed our second and dear God last son, (laughs) Arthur, (laughs) to the family over the summer. He is so amazing and we are so happy he is here. His arrival was a bit scary. His shoulder bone got stuck behind my pelvis in delivery and the effort to get him unstuck left him with damage to the nerves that control his right arm and hand called a brachial plexus birth injury. When we first saw him, his arm was hanging limply at his side. Such a bummer. Then a few months ago, our older son started having a very disturbing migraine episode. So needless to say, we've been making the rounds at Boston Children's Hospital, giving that BCBS plan a workout, honey. I am happy to report that both boys are doing much better and expected to be just fine. But man, the second half of Scrungy 19 was a doozy. Anyway, I have to thank you for the podcast. We are always growing and changing as people. And through the last six months, there were times I was tempted to jump on the pity party wagon. And in the past, maybe I would have. But then I remembered dear little St. Hattie and her parents. And I wanted you to know the impact she had on me. Hearing her story has helped me grow and have perspective, keeping gratitude in the forefront of my mind. I hope not only that Hattie's parents are healing from their loss, but that they know their little one's memory lives on even in the hearts of strangers. So again, thank you for your podcast because there may be lots of fuckery and hilarity in the episodes, but there are also deep poignant moments that stay with listeners forever. Stay well, Lauren. P.S. Fuck Bravo. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. Thank you so much, Lauren. That gave me chills. That's nice. For anyone who who joined or who started listening recently, go back if you want to know about Hattie. You can go back and listen to the episode in 2018. It's titled Saint Hattie. It's a dumb gay politics episode where we talk about her. She's um, was the daughter of a of a listener and the 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 daughter of this podcast forever and the saint or the patron saint patron of this saint. podcast. Yeah. And her name is Saint Hattie, and we love her and miss her dearly. So we're hoping her parents are doing well. We love them so much. So thank you, Lauren, for mentioning that. We think about her all the time, every day. We even have a saint candle with her on it. Mm-hmm. So we, we do. We, she's a huge part of our, of our lives forever. And now it's time for Eye of the Shitstorm. Shit, take some shit. Put it up on the wall. Check it out for a while. Shit, take that shit up off of the wall. Put it down on the floor in a glass bowl. You take some fuck. Put it up on the wall where the shit used to be. Okay, so this week the impeachment shitstorm is continuing to blow through the Senate in a trial that is both momentous and pointless at the same time. The quick crux of it is. Trump is accused by the Democrats in the House of Representatives of withholding $300 million in federal aid to Ukraine in order to coerce the Ukrainian government to investigate Joe Biden's son, Hunter, who sat on the board of a corrupt energy company in Ukraine. Hmm. Okay, the House had a huge hearing and heard all this evidence and witness testimony and officially voted to impeach him. Now, the Senate has to have their own vote before he can be officially impeached to the point where he's got to giddy up and take his horse to the Old Town (laughs) Hotel room and get the fuck out of the White House. You know what I mean? So he's got to take his horse to to the the hotel hotel room. room. Yeah. Get his shit out of the old office. Oh, right. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Okay. 
But the thing is, the Senate has more Republicans than Democrats, so they just want to vote no and get back to suppressing votes and warmongering <laughs> and whatever else the fuck they do. But they can't because they have to follow the Constitution, which says that they have to hear the evidence before they can vote. You know, like a real trial. Right. Cute. But like like kind of like the Constitution, but not a real trial, but kind of. Yeah. So last week, House Democrats presented their opening arguments in their case against Trump. And this week, Trump's team is doing their opening arguments for why he should not be impeached. They say that he had other legitimate reasons for withholding the aid to Ukraine, which is a stretch since Congress approved it. And it was to help Ukraine in their ongoing fight against Russia. So we asked, like, what legitimate reasons could there be? Also, Congress voted to give them the aid. So you don't get to decide not to give it to them. So no. no. So that's what's going on. Just that's it, you guys. It's like if you're not paying attention, you see the trial on TV. That's what it is. It's in the Senate. Last week, the House told all the fucking Republican senators why they think he should be impeached. This week, Trump's lawyers are telling all the Republican senators why he shouldn't be. That's officially officially started Saturday, went on into Monday. Basically, the lawyers are going to argue that Trump was justified in seeking an investigation into Joe Biden's son because Burisma, the Ukrainian company that he fake worked for, has a long history of corruption and shady behavior. Democrats want to say that it doesn't matter what Joe Biden's son was up to. But Republicans say it does. No one on either side wants to hear from witnesses that will hurt their chances in the presidential election in November. So that's the main thing. Everybody's got their eye on the election in November. Democrats don't want the Bidens to testify because then that could fuck up. If Joe Biden Mm -hmm. is the person that can beat Trump, uh, Republicans don't want anyone to tell anything about Trump. I mean, the Republicans literally don't want anyone but the Bidens to testify because anyone literally we could go grab a drifter. And they would have some shit on Trump that would hurt him in November. Like there's not anyone walking around that doesn't have something damning to say about Trump. Right. And they won't even the Democrats even voted to allow John Roberts, the the Supreme Court justice who's heading up the whole hearing to decide which witnesses they would allow. So they would put the list in front of John Roberts and John Roberts would decide who would be appropriate for this particular hearing. And that Republicans won't even do that. At least the Democrats were willing to do that. They don't want the Bidens to have to testify. They don't. But they were willing to at least put it before the judge and let the judge decide. And the Republicans won't even do that. That's how scared they are. Yeah, because anyone in their right mind would be like, I want to let all these people testify because everybody wants to hear the dirt, no matter. And including from the Bidens. Yes. Right now, even Trump's former national security advisor, John, what they doing out there? Bolton wants to testify against him. Trump literally appointed this guy. Okay, he hand picked him. Okay, and he resigned when all this went down. John Bolton literally was a pundit on Fox. He worked on Fox. He put on Fox. He's on Fox. Yeah. He is conservative. He is Republican. He's known as a hawk. A hawk is someone who loves war. He loves war. John Bolton. Trump loves Bolton. Bolton fucking quit after this went down. Okay. (laughs) Now he wants to testify in the Senate hearing. The Republicans probably will not be allowing any new evidence. So John Bolton literally went and typed out a quick rough draft for the book he's never going to drop and then leaked it to the press. And Bolton wrote in the manuscript that Trump told him last August that he was going to withhold aid to Ukraine unless they launched an investigation into the Bidens. How much do you have to fuck up to get this guy who's got Republican tattooed under his mustache? Oh, and I mean, literally, this guy is like 
like um, Oliver North level. Like yeah. he'll do. He's walking the line. He's walking the line of the law anyway from the to begin with. And he's he's a what they call like a um, he's a America stands alone kind of guy. He's fucking full racist. Yeah. Full everything. And will do anything to justify going to war. Right. Apparently, except withhold aid. In order to investigate the Biden. So even he who wants yeah. even he like even with all of this. And we know that politics is all about bending and blowing the law in the wind. <laughs> OK, the law is a, a beautiful that flower that you blow and it, it blows away. What's dandelion. that called? That's a dandelion. That's the the wispy one that you go uh-huh. when it blows. So that's the law. The law is a wonderful yeah. dandelion, and the and politicians constantly hold the dandelion and blow it. It's in the a wind. piece of malleable clay right. that Liza Minnelli um, yes. molds in her yeah, hospital like bed for jewelry for that's QVC <laughs> or the law for the Republicans. Exactly. But even this Do guy. And you have to I was in the bed. I was in the bed. I was. I had a, a devil hip replacement, and I was sitting in there, and I said, "What am I going <laughs> to?" What am I going? <laughs> and I made the clay. <laughs> and I made the clay, and I made my own jewelry. <laughs> yeah, that's what they do. They mold the fucking law. That's what. That that's is right. right. And even so, even a person who has shady ethics, morals, whatever, and will do anything to go to war. Will do anything to go to war. Couldn't get away from the fact that this was not. Uh, a tiny dandelion s- He's like, this isn't going to fucking that fly. Be blown. Every single yeah. time it came up, yep. every single moment, every time Lev Parnas came in the room short and stocky with his fucking weird balding comb over, John Bolton, a red flag went up and his mustache started itching yes, and he was exactly. like, this is going to fucking bite me back in the ass. This I don't think, bite me in the and, ass. And you know there's got to be a thing too with John Bolton and anyone... Of these guys who's like a politician and we do the blowing of the dandelions. We get to do it. But Trump loves to have his mafia fucking goom goom bots, (laughs) you know, hammer hands and fucking weird meat faces come in. And these guys aren't going to have that. It's like, you don't tell me you don't come in here. I'm the mustache in the room. Well, it's also exactly like it's like the Dan Cook bit where he's like, you want to do a heist and then somebody always has to bring the friend and vouch for the friend. And it's like, "Mm," and you get a bad feeling. You're like, and that's exactly it. All of them are goons. They are like, we don't deal. Even Rudy Giuliani is too roughneck for that. They're like, we do this in a civilized, very shady, Dick Cheney type of way. Yes. We don't need your fucking... Your fucking gold chain de- wearing right. chest hair falling into the you don't the take pasta pictures sauce. you don't you're not making phone calls in the public you're not in pictures you're not no. sitting in bars we go in dark rooms and right. shut the door and speak quietly with cigars and hookers yeah, they go literally that are chained up in the back steam baths and shit and saunas where no recordings can go so he fucked and you know what Lev Parnas and this isn't even you know ultimately that guy is he's so gross and oh, he's so uh. He's so back alley and bottom of the barrel that even bringing him up is is almost like vulgar. It's like it's not even a part of the conversation because it's so trashy. But ultimately, the guy has recording after recording. He's literally come out with a 90 minute recording at a dinner with Trump. This is just only relevant in the way that, well, in the way that Trump is literally sitting at the dinner discussing Mm -hmm. Ukraine and the aid to Ukraine and people who are standing in his way and Marie Yovanovitch and how he to get rid of her and everything else. But mainly it's relevant because Trump has said 50,000 times he doesn't know the guy. He (laughs) only whatever he's in pictures. 
the guy said every single time Trump says he doesn't know him, he's going to release a new picture. At this point, there's 20 pictures floating. He's got Ivanka and Jared. The next one's going to be him holding all of Ivanka's children. Exactly. He has he he knows Trump. He knows them. He was a donor that they stroked. They wanted all of his money. He was helping them. And, And at the end of the day, saying that they don't know him is just one more you know, piece of the lie. They all know him. They were all dealing with him. They were all in on it. And now we have John Bolton's homework on record saying that Trump did the fucking quid pro quo. That's it. That's the impeachable offense using federal aid for personal gain. That's it. But like we told you last week, and we'll tell you 50,000 times more Republicans in Congress and Trump supporters don't care. So while proving it feels good and it's the big fuck you that we all want, Ultimately, it's going to go back to being business as usual, except if Joe Biden wins in November and then we can all settle in for a nice long revenge impeachment session. Right. Which which is definitely going to happen. One hundred percent. In the hearing, the defense is also saying that Trump really, really, really deeply, deeply cares about corruption. And that is why also that (laughs) happened. Right. So this wasn't about personal gain. And that stuff is just not true. This is about corruption and the corruption in Ukraine and how deeply the policy of the Trump administration is to root out corruption, which is why they fired one of the the best and brightest and biggest rooters of corruption, Marie Ivanovich. <laughs> right. Exactly. Oh, they're spinning it. You can't the spin. Yeah, I've never my washing machine doesn't spin this hard. They're actively saying the sky is pink yeah the blue of the sky is something that is absolutely untrue well when they they started their opening arguments when they stay away from denying that he knew Lev Parnas denying that any of it happened denying knowing any we don't know anything about that that's all Rudy Giuliani when they stay away from that and they stay in the area of Joe Biden and his son and the corruption Mm -hmm. and the shit with Ukraine it's it's um it's provocative you know, oh, when, right. When they bring up that information. Yeah. yeah because 100%. it's like because yeah. it is does yes, seem corrupt and it does. it does. And, you know, if, in it, if, if we all want to stand in the space of not being hypocrites, it's like when someone goes to trial and the police like illegally search their house, somebody's house and they find evidence in the house or an illegally, you know, taken recording. Uh That's inadmissible in court. Uh But you're like, the recording proves the person did it. Right. Or the evidence found in the house proves that the person did it. But then here comes some, you know, Mark Garagos who goes, yeah, no, you found that murder weapon illegally. You weren't allowed to search that person's house. So now that's inadmissible in court. And then the world is there like, that's fucked up. So for me, this is kind of in that in that area where it's like, Sure, he he investigating the Bidens and a quid pro quo with Ukraine was wrong, but that doesn't mean that Hunter Biden was right or Joe Biden was right. And I think it's getting into I don't think it's going to be good for the Bidens. (laughs) No, and I think but I think ultimately what it's going to come down to is more of a nepotism rather than anything else like Hunter Biden. I don't think that Joe Biden didn't get anything Ukraine. There was no in exchange for I don't think there could be. But as of right now, what we know there there isn't however hunter biden and he said in an interview and they played an interview with hunter biden the, the it was like on abc and they were like do you think you'd even get a job like that without the name biden and he was like probably not well however, then i don't know why they don't want them to testify number one uh, and number two i think it, it it nepotism i i mean it is what it is and they all do it and it sucks for all of us whose parents didn't 
<laughs> get us anything, mom. I think I'm looking it, at you. But the if the company was corrupt and shady and he was working for them while Joe Biden was vice president, that's corruption. You're taking money from a company that is corrupt, that is getting its money by illegal means, and you're now taking $80,000 a month. Hunter Biden, yes. Hunter Biden. But Joe Biden, no. So I think that the corruption will be at Hunter, but Joe's got nothing to do with it. So by the Biden name, he got out of nepotism, but the government that joe biden isn't doing anything no, and you know i 100 I mean? percent agree but yeah. he will be responsible for the sins of his son the same way we would want donald trump to be responsible for the sins of his kids and i definitely think you right. knew your son was working for the shady yes. company so the only thing left to do now is a testify and b prove that the company wasn't corrupt well, you when can't you, when your son worked for you them. can't everyone knows it was corrupt so that's the problem everyone knows the company was corrupt there's no denying it there's no there's not even you couldn't even these defense lawyers couldn't even prove that that company was wasn't corrupt. We all know the company was corrupt and Hunter Biden worked for it during a time when they all knew it was corrupt. So what they would have to do is do a, in my opinion, they need to do a, I'm sorry. Hunter Biden has to go. I was a fucking cokehead. I, <laughs> I, I don't care. I needed money. I would have done anything. I sat on a board. I made, I didn't do any work. I took that money because it was easy. I got hired because of my name and I did that 500 times over because all I needed to do, all I wanted was money and I don't give a fuck and I'm really sorry and I'm trying to change blah, blah, blah. And then should Joe give the money back or he should give or, the money right, not whatever. back. But. <clears throat> or however it's got to go and then Joe Biden has to be like, I tried to talk to him. There was, no, I'm, he's an adult. What am I supposed to do? Like, right. We, you know, I can't, but yeah, we knew that that, that sucked, but what are we supposed to do? I yeah. didn't get anything out of it. And, you know, we went through a hard time and blah, blah, blah. I, I do have a, a craving for authenticity. I'm not, and I know that I usually want them to like err on the side of like admitting they're wrong and, yes. and, and showing like a gross side. Right. I do find that that does backfire for people that I'll think like, just be honest and tell people that you made a mistake. And then people will do that. And then like the bully call out culture on Twitter, like comes for you. And I'm always like, whoops, I really read that wrong. So in this case, you know, I don't really know what the right thing to do is for, for Joe Biden in terms of like the nomination. But I know for me personally, the more they skirt around it, the more they avoid talking about it, the more they avoid admitting that it was a crass thing to do. And it was going on. The thing is, and they brought it up in the trial in 2015 or whatever, like it was something that was discussed in the administration. They all knew and they were like, oh, I didn't know that. They knew. Everyone knew. And what one of the and what the what some of the. Democratic senators are saying and on in the and the people on MSNBC or whatever they're saying everyone knew about it the Republicans knew they all knew it was like kind of gross and everyone felt weird about it and there was a whole thing even with Hunter Biden and his business partner and his business partner didn't want anything to do with it and he was like I can't work with you anymore dude and then there That's was what like they're saying on the guy. Republican on the right. trial and they're, then the, right yeah. which is all corroborated blah, blah, blah. however no one did anything about it the Republicans had prime prime time to get a hearing together, to bring Joe Biden in, to bring Hunter Biden in during when they knew it was going on. They knew all the shit with Ukraine, blah, 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 blah. They didn't do anything because they didn't really care. And I can tell you right now, though, because of this impeachment trial, there will be no more time ever in history where something's going down with a Democratic vice president or president where the Republicans sit and go, oh, I guess we're going to let that slide. It's never nothing is ever right. going to slide again. This and I'm I'm not against this impeachment trial. I'm for it 100 mm-hmm. percent. But I know that whoever runs and it's the onus is on the people running. You better be ready to be dragged 
24-7 and be investigated 24-7 from the Mueller investigation to this impeachment right. thing. You are signing up if you run for president to have your shit on blast. Fucking Kenneth Starr. Kenneth Starr talked today at right. the fucking trial talking about how horrible impeachment is for the country when he is the literal creator of modern impeachment of this country. He's the reason why Bill Clinton got impeached. Kenneth Starr. Yeah. And he's out here talking about how terrible it is for the country and we really need to think about these things and it's like but i do think joe biden does need to if it's going to be after this trial or what but like get hunter get oprah sit down with oprah and hunter and you great idea fucking do it be human be vulnerable i'm sorry it was wrong we see you know what this is what a great way to open the door to understanding how nepotism is so equal to corruption and in politics, it just isn't a good, even just, it's just not a good look. No. And we shouldn't be doing shit like that. And, you know, sometimes you can help it. Sometimes you can't. But certainly if you know, like a company is corrupt, they all knew. So, yeah. yeah, you know. Yeah. So now we're going to continue talking about the stupid ass Senate impeachment hearings in our new favorite segment called Leaving People Voicemails. George isn't at home. Please leave a message at the beep. I must be out before I pick up the phone. Where could I be? <laughs> Believe it or not, I'm not home. George, pick up. I know you're screening for Allison. Hey. So, coffee shop? No, I can't. She knows I go there. It's not secure. Hey, I got another call coming in. I gotta let the machine get it. Bye. George isn't at home. Please leave a message at the beep. I must be out or I'd pick up the phone. Where could I be? Believe it or not, I'm not home. This segment is called Leaving People Voicemails. The title is pretty self-explanatory, but it basically consists of people leaving other people voicemails. Now, this segment was born out of anger and rage, mainly Julie's, but... (laughs) As we checked around, we realized she's not alone. Lots of people we know are pissed the fuck off and need an outlet for their frustration, especially now in the midst of the Senate impeachment trial. And honestly, we didn't know it, but it turns out that we're doing the Lord's work, ma'am, meow. <laughs> in an interview on MSNBC, former Missouri Senator Claire McCaskill said this. Yeah, the phones matter. Um, they, I mean, they're not scientific, but the people who are loudest... I have a a primary place in our democracy. The people who are active, they are the ones most likely to vote in primaries. Uh, They are the ones that you can depend on to vote in non-presidential years in addition to presidential years. It matters to them. It matters to them. They're keeping track. And I guarantee you, if you look at the amount of phone volume coming in, it is it will be higher in the states where those senators are up this year. And it will be higher in the states that are more divided in terms of blue and red than those states that are bright red or bright blue. Interesting. Well, then in a column in the New York Times on Saturday, Maureen Dowd quoted a someone from the Senate saying, our phones aren't ringing. Nobody cares. It's the saddest thing ever. Oh, I'm sorry. No one is calling the Senate offices. I guess Senator Lindsey Graham didn't get the voicemail that Michael Avenatti left for him via this segment. 
And Senator Mitch McConnell's secretary must not have passed on the voicemail that Roy Black left for him regarding allowing evidence in the trial. Give me a fucking break. People are calling. We are single-handedly seeing to it. That's right. And the harassment continues this week. And this time, we got our good friend, Leah Black, leaving a message. And if any of you are familiar with Leah, she is not to be fucked with, okay? (laughs) She was on The Real Housewives of Miami and then moved on to flipping out with Jeff Lewis on Bravo. She's the epitome of class and tact. She will calmly eviscerate mere mortals while looking gorgeous and featuring the prettiest smile you've ever seen. She's very active in politics and LGBTQ rights. Her and her husband, Roy, have had fundraisers for all the major Democrats running in Florida, including Obama and Andrew Gillum. She knows her shit and she was involved long before Trump woke the rest of the country up. We asked Leah who she wanted to leave a message for and she chose Susan Collins. (laughs) Susan Collins is a Republican senator from Maine. You know, Susan, she's an annoying thirst bucket panderer who gets attention whenever a vote comes up because she pretends she might vote against the Republicans, but she never does. Before they hold the official vote on whether or not to impeach Trump, the Senate may have to vote on whether to allow new evidence to be heard. This is a huge deal because of what John Bolton said in his book and also because of the Lev Parnas tapes featuring Trump blatantly discussing the shit with Ukraine. But of course, stupid fucking sappy Collins can't commit either way on how she will vote again. So she's living her best goddamn life, getting all the attention from the Democrats and the Republicans who would both normally ignore her and treat her like the two bit senator from the tiniest state that she is. Here's what she had to say about allowing new evidence in the Senate impeachment trial. There certainly is a lot of pressure But I took an oath yesterday (laughs) where I swore to do impartial justice. And I take that oath very seriously. Mm -hmm. I'm very likely to vote for additional information. But first, I want to hear, as I did last time, each side present its case. Keep in mind that the president's (laughs) attorneys have not yet presented their case at all because they chose not to over at the House uh, side. And also uh, some of the Republican witnesses were not allowed to testify under the House proceeding. My goal is to have a fair and full trial in the Senate. I think that's that should be everyone's goal. I don't know if anybody knows this, but I also voted to put in Brett Kavanaugh. He's not a bad man at all. She's like the human epitome of a fucking eye roll. Like, I can't stand (laughs) the way she sits up on her high horse. Like, I'm going to sit and wait and listen to both sides. It's like, what are you? She thinks she's in the fucking Supreme Court. Yes, yes. Like, Like, she's the top of the triangle. The entire right side of the triangle is all the Republicans and the entire left side is all the Democrats. And she's sitting right at the top point making all the decisions. It gets on my last nerve. It's important to me to be able to hear both sides when I already made up my mind. She literally she's such a fucking liar. Don't let her stupid fucking voice fool you. She's a liar. She ran. We played it before. We've talked shit about her so many times. Like, we can't stand her. I can't stand Maine with all due to anyone who lives there, honestly. It's not fair that you guys get two senators when you have less people than L.A. County. It's like, no. She's a fucking liar. It's not lying. It's 
called being impartial to be partiality when you already have made up your mind. <laughs> well, Susan Collins is up for re-election in Maine in November, so every move she makes is all with an eye for job security. She acts like she cares about fairness and truth and justice, but she's a liar. She she literally ran on term limits for Congress and is now like, in fact, literally 24 years in and clearly past time to retire. But rather than going out in a blaze of glory, holding both her middle fingers up to Trump and the Republicans on her way to her wonderful mansion in Maine, she's holding on for dear life and putting herself on the ballot again in November. And putting herself in the way of truth and justice in this impeachment trial. And Leah Black has had enough. We couldn't convince this bitch not to do do Susan Collins. We asked her who you want to leave a message for. She was like, Susan Collins. I'm doing Susan Collins. And we were like, really? Isn't there? I mean, because she's just. That was just number one. So the next time we see Leah, I'm quite sure there'll be somebody else. She'll be leaving a message for. She was was down to rip Susan a new one. Oh, yes. Here is the actual message okay hello thank you for calling senator susan collins august office your call is very important and we look forward to hearing your thoughts and comments to email senator collins your comments you can do so through her website at collins.senate.gov under the contact tab otherwise please leave your comment after the tone if you'd like a response please leave your name mailing address including city state and zip code email address and phone number Hey, Mrs. Susan Collins. My name is Leah Black. I live in Miami. Unlike you, I'm not spineless. I'm capable of leaving my name to tell you exactly who I am. I'm actually a very moderate person. I voted for both Democrats and Republicans up until the Republican Party became the party of Trump. Now, my message to you is that everyone has to think that you might be a moderate vote and you might be the right thing in the Senate. I want you to know that I don't have any faith in you whatsoever because I think that you are spineless and that you will cow-cow down to the Trumpers when the pressure comes on to you. So I'm letting you know that there are a lot of moderate Democrats that would not campaign against you and would not donate against you and would not boycott against you and would not trash you on social media 24-7 if you would actually stand up and do the right thing this one time in your life, life, life long uh, commitment to the Senate after, you know, the term limit thing that we all know about. So, you know, none of us think that Trump is honorable. We don't think he keeps his word. We think he lies. We think he's lied millions of times. We think he's morally bankrupt. And we know that you know that. The question is if you're going to stand up for that or if you're going to be popular amongst the pop Republicans and milk all the attention you can get with wringing your hands about, oh, what shall I do? What shall I do? I'm not sure. Let's do the right thing. And then at the end of the day, go, oh, but, you know, there's no evidence or some nonsense. So I'm just letting you know, as woman to woman, except spine woman versus spineless woman, that there are many people that would like to believe the best of you, but we're having a real hard time doing it. 
So that's just my opinion. Take it for what it's worth. However, I'm very successful, and I'm very big on social media, and I have a very big mouth, and I'm going to use it to advocate for the people that I think do the right thing. As a matter of fact, I just sent money to Justin Amash, even though I don't necessarily agree with him. He spoke truth to power. He's honorable. He knows the lie from the truth, and he's willing to stand up and say it. There are a lot of people like that that would stand behind you if you're willing to do the right thing and stand up to Moscow Mitch and the graveyard over there and demand a fair trial with witnesses and evidence because you and I both know you're not stupid, you're just pretending sometimes to be, that if Trump had... (laughs) And we get cut off. (laughs) Amazing. Amazing. Absolutely just breathtakingly amazing. I mean... If only voicemails had an infinite amount of time that you could just leave. I hope Susan leave, Collins leave, leave. hears that. I hope she Unlike does Unlike apparently Lindsey Graham and who knows, you know, but lest anyone think that we're not fucking calling, we're not ringing the phones. Oh, it's so sad. No, we are ringing the phones. We are ringing the phones and I assure you these messages are being a left. Okay, let's stop talking about how worthless senators are and take a quick visit to Primary Street. Can you tell me how to get, how to get to Primary Street? get to Primary Street. I went low. How to get to Primary Street. Sounded like so bad. Primary Street. I mean, I could try to do the high part and you do the low part. Okay. Can you tell me how to get... Oh, you're good at harmonizing. I'm not. I'm terrible. (laughs) No, you sounded good, though. Horrible. I'm not even in the same... (laughs) I don't even know what I'm doing. I'm just down, (laughs) talking low. (laughs) No, you were hitting the right note compared... When I went low, it was so in the wrong key. Okay. The very first primary election for the Democratic nominee is next week in Iowa. How fucking crazy is that, Crazy. Now, hopefully they have all the votes counted by the time we do the podcast next week. Because if not, we will be waiting until they do. (laughs) That's right. And we will be using that as an excuse to stay fucked up and put the podcast (laughs) up on Thursday. Not for nothing, though. Everyone's going to be on Spilky's Mamia waiting Mm. to see who wins the very first goddamn primary. It's so crazy that we started this podcast before Trump was even inaugurated. You know what I mean? Like, And... Now we've made it to the very first primary. Like everybody's just like four years, four years, just four years and four years and four years and four years. And it's like and it was like, you know, and now we're here. It's just crazy. So why does the first primary matter? You ask, is it because Iowa is important? No, that's not why. (laughs) However, Iowa has um, accurately predicted Every Democratic candidate, right. ma'am, since 2000. Did you know that? No. So um, they always hold the first primary. And every candidate since 2000 has gone on to be the nominee. Now, they might not have won the election. But right now, all we care about right. is right. who's the nominee. So the question is, will it be Joe? Will it be Bernie? Right. Will, will it, it be, be Buttigieg? Will it be Those Elizabeth? Th- right. Will it be Yang, you never know. You never know. I'm telling you right now, like uh, Bill Clinton in 92, 
He was fourth. He got 2% of the vote in fucking Iowa. So don't even try it. Maybe Andrew Yang gets 2% and everyone's like, ha, 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 ha. And then baloop. You don't know. I mean, Hillary Clinton, Obama, John Kerry, and Al Gore all won Iowa and then went on to be the nominee. And like I said, Bill Clinton was fourth and only got 2%. And not only did he become the nominee, homie, he became the winner. So (laughs) now... I think also it's, impeached. I think, exactly. <laughs> I think it's interesting that Iowa started accurately predicting who the nominee would be right around the time of like the 24 hour cable news cycle, mm. just because it kind of just started reflecting what everyone was seeing on the news. So we know that the news is essentially in control. They control what, you know, they, they, they're the ones who put Donald Trump on every five seconds. I can tell you, I never turned on CNN um, in 2016 without seeing Donald Trump's face. I couldn't turn on the Today Show. Yeah. None of it. It right. wasn't just on Fox News. It was all over our Everywhere. News. You're right. So they will essentially control who the nominee is. But yeah. I'm super, super, super fucking excited. I mean, for Iowa. I'm just so excited. And I just can't wait to see who it's going to be. It's like, it's like, I mean, I'm, I'm more excited about Iowa than I was about watching the Grammys the other night. And I didn't even watch the Grammys. <laughs> well, you did for I mean, the Patreon. I did kind of. Well, in 2008... Obama smashed voter turnout records in Iowa and surprised everyone. And that's also, I feel like it's just an interesting indicator because uh, somebody, because Buttigieg, for example, I just have this weird feeling that Pete Buttigieg is going to take it. Yeah, it's weird because they've been saying that he's like, he's, I think he's like, they think he's third right now in, in Iowa specifically. And He's edging out Bernie and like yeah. he's getting he's 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 getting up there in Iowa. Yeah. In 2016, Hillary only beat Bernie by point three. Mm. She got forty six point nine and he got forty six point six. How crazy is that? Crazy. That's just. ooh the crazy. bitterness on they- both ends, <laughs> the bitterness on both ends. And we've heard little, as we've heard little little <laughs> rumblings. Hillary Clinton's coming through saying nobody likes Bernie Sanders. Nobody likes him. Oof. She's not playing now. She's like, no. Oh, I'm going to fuck you up the ass, honey. Apparently. Apparently nobody. He was hard to work with. Nobody could work with no him. No one in the nobody Senate liked him. him. Like so what she says. So, you know, I'm we haven't seen the documentary and this section segment isn't even about Hillary Clinton's shade to Bernie Sanders. I just think people definitely online at Politico, Politico and some other places are like saying that what she's doing is bad for for the party and for the, oh, right. for the nominee in general. Mm-hmm. But um, she's what does like, she care? Yeah, well, she's probably got to be like, that's funny. You know, it was bad for me. Um, <laughs> Bernie, number one. How about number getting your two, emails hacked? Yeah, number two, the server. Number three, what the tall, uh, the tall, that tall fuck face. What's his name? Oh, James Comey. Yeah, James Comey. He could have waited, but he didn't. Yeah. So guess what? I'm not going to do. Yeah. Wait for anything. Yeah, Enjoy she's like, sorry, Debbie, documentary. Debbie Wasserman Schultz, if I'm screwing over the DNC. I don't care because you need mm-hmm. to send emails about how the DNC wanted me and not Bernie. And now right. I'm paying for it forever. Yep. So she doesn't care. And it's just uh, it, th- th- it's getting hot in the kitchen. <laughs> it's getting hot in the kitchen. Hot in the kitchen. <laughs> it's so exciting. So we're, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to be excited Honestly, if it's Pete Buttigieg, just because that's so like it would be so progressive of Iowa, just like. Yeah. And it would mean it would indicate that people are ready for like a young vibe. And, yeah. you know, he's he's obviously openly gay and and they were they came out in droves and they came out for Obama. So I think I'm going to be excited about about whoever they pick, mm-hmm. you know, because I don't think we can lose. 
No, I don't think we can lose either. Even, I mean, the New York Times endorsed Amy Klobuchar. They did? Am I getting that right? Isn't that right? Isn't I don't right? know. I didn't hear that. Well, hot damn. Wait, I wasn't even did. thinking about Amy Klobuchar. But I know, like, Kamala Harris has sort of hinted she's going to endorse Biden, um, which would be very well, of exciting. Of course she is, because yeah. she's going to be the best right. president. That would be very, very exciting. So yeah. it's, and I really like Amy Klobuchar, too. I mean, I don't. I'd be, you know, I'd be excited with Amy Klobuchar. I'd be fine with it. I, she doesn't. New York Times editorial board endorses Amy Klobuchar. So that's the editorial board. I don't know about like headlines. Oh. I don't know if they do or not, but that's oh, cool. Oh, and Elizabeth Warren. Oh, mm, both of them. Interesting. Okay, well, good. I'm glad the New York Times endorsed 29 fucking people. <laughs> you guys, we're going to remind you again, the states which require you to be registered Democrat in order to vote in the primary. So do it by the deadline of February 17th, just to be safe. Meow, meow, if you will, please. <clears throat> Alaska, Arizona, California, Colorado, Connecticut, Delaware, Florida, Hawaii, Idaho, Kansas, Kentucky, Louisiana, Maine, Maryland, Massachusetts, Nebraska, Nevada, New Hampshire, New Jersey, New Mexico, New York, North Carolina, Ohio, Oklahoma, Oregon, Pennsylvania, Rhode Island, South Dakota, Washington, D.C., West Virginia, Wyoming. So you guys out there, we we have people in these states. I mean, we're looking at you. We got a lot of people in Ohio. We got a lot of people in Massachusetts. You have to go go onto your whatever your voter registration website is. Google it. Just double check that you are a registered Democrat. You might be independent. You might not be registered. Anything weird could happen. We got Republicans and Russians coming out the woodworks trying to suppress our votes. So you got to double check your work. Double check your work. Make sure you're registered Democrat by February 17th. Get your shit popping. And once you do, you'll get all excited. You'll get motivated. You'll tell your friends at work. You're, you'll tell your family. Just get everyone registered. Get everyone to show up uh, to the polls. And it all starts Monday. And now it's time for So There's That. All right, so this is the part of the show where I give Julie the task of finding one positive thing in the whirlwind of negative shit flying around. We are still nursing hangovers from the pill party we had on my birthday, and they don't call it the opioid (laughs) epidemic for nothing. You know what I mean, meow, meow? I mean, between that and Kobe Bryant, I'm sure this bitch was not in the mood to scour the internet trying to find a positive thing that happened this week. But uh, I made her do it anyway, and she was really, 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 really fighting it. So tell us, Meow Meow, what did you find as your So There's That moment for this week? And ironically, you found it. (laughs) (laughs) I was just at a certain point, I was just sending her shit. And then we got something from Julie Lang, and I was like, oh, my God, Julie Lang, it's like so close. She must have been on some kind of psychic wave of like knowing you needed one, but it was too late because God knows once the bitch wrote it up, it was like she wasn't going to change for nothing. It's done. (laughs) And this one, I'm it got me into a into a into a into a hole. All right. What's the difference between the Trump administration and the burrowing owl of Florida? (laughs) I don't know. Well, The difference is that the Trump administration should die. (laughs) (laughs) Stupid. Stupid. 
and the burrowing owls should live. <laughs> That's a good. Did you write that one yourself? I sure did. Now you I'm, should consider getting into comedy. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> okay. Now, unfortunately, we're living in opposite world, and the owls are disappearing. However, I'm here to bring you the good and hopeful news. No, no, not of Jehovah, but of owls. So it's been a rough, 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 rough week. And really just the last 24 hours um, have just been a, a, a Trump punch to the gut. It never makes any sense why seemingly good or even just not evil people have to die young or too early or whatever. And it's just tragic. On top of the fucking tragedy we're already living in every goddamn day for the last three years. I spent two full days trying to find something for this goddamn tragic segment. <laughs> and of course, it's you, my esteemed digital artist colleague, who I'm sure in two seconds found this. But I'm now obsessed. <laughs> obsessed. I don't care about impeachment. I don't care about why helicopter pilots decide to fly in weather that no other helicopter pilot decided to fly in and got special permission and allegedly can fly in fog, but clearly can't fly in fog and no one should unless you're in war but you're transporting nine people maybe say hey you know what folks you should drive in fact i'll drive you myself but you didn't it's so hour away i'm just saying even if those people who don't want to drive you force them but whatever that's fine i don't care i don't care i don't care because what i care about are owls specifically the burrowing owl of florida you know who doesn't care about owls dumpling because i bought him a big burrowing owl with crinkling paper inside of it that he can burrow around in and he's not feeling well so he's rejecting it yeah he's <laughs> the burrowing owl is one of the smallest owls in florida they make their homes in small holes in the ground. They're adorable and have oddly long legs, which makes them even cuter. They eat bugs, little lizards, birds, rodents, and we can try and feed them GOP senators, but they're probably too gross to eat. <laughs> and but God knows you would mm. be feeding them Cheez-Its, Cheetos, anything you had on anything, hand. Anything to, to have it come near me. The burrowing owl is a daytime owl, not a nighttime creeper perv like other owls. This little long-legged cutie is a daytime dude popping around in golf courses, vacant lots, wide open fields, and wetlands. Yes, they're out there in the daytime sun just being excited and sexy, but it is becoming increasingly homeless, which is dwindling its numbers. Construction, asshole people, floods, predators, How can squirrels live in my yard to the point where I have a full-on squirrel town squirrel mcdonald's and what are people doing to not have these owls there like they have they have like they pest control or something apparently and you can get a permit to remove their burrows and but what all about like shit. do they do rabbits hunt them or something rabbits do not hunt them but other bigger birds hunt them and like um big lit like bigger animals will hunt them but you're choosing to blame the the good people of florida they are de well yeah because they're they're according to these articles they are a, a problem because <laughs> well, you know dade county and it's the it's, shade and it's, and the shade and it's, dade. it's construction oh. so now just when I thought humanity should be eradicated, just like the big blue guy wanted to do in the Avengers movie so that humanity could start over or another form of life could start again on Earth, humanity ekes its tiny head out of the sand and does a little good. One of the areas that the adorable owl lives in is called Marco Island in Florida on the Gulf Coast. It's a tiny island that's part of Florida, but like an island. The city council of Marco Island... Is got it filled with rich people? That I'm unsure of. Okay. The city council of Marco Island got together, and since their land is a major habitat for the owls, they see the owls' homes are being destroyed by people. The city council got together and is now offering the habitants of Marco Island money to let the owls burrow in their yards. 
Each person would get $250 to let the cutest owl on earth make themselves an underground owl condo. I'm sorry, but I will pay you $250 to turn my entire place into an owl sanctuary. Call me, call me, call me Audubon Society. Oh, you know, everyone on McDowell Island or whatever (laughs) the fuck it's called is going to be like, suddenly that's everything on Airbnb is going to be like, Owl Sanctuary. <laughs> it's two seventy five a night. I hope they do. I hope they do. This is a huge deal, and I hope every single person in Marco Polo Islands takes advantage of this. And if you don't, you suck. Marco Island and Cape Coral, about forty five miles north of Marco Island, host the two largest burrowing owl populations. The burrowing owl is the official bird of Cape Coral. We need so, to give them Leah's number because that bitch <laughs> will have 950,000 owls in her humongous backyard yeah. in Miami. I mean, I don't know. I, so Cape Coral, you better get into it. So Cape Coral, please. This, this is your official bird. You have to help this, this bird. Marco Island is the first in the state to enact a program designed to expand the habitat of a threatened species while rewarding citizens who wish to participate voluntarily. That's how Japan would do it. Exactly. So that's what they did with the with the baby, with the population, <laughs> paying women to make the babies. And this is the first time in all of America that this is happening here. I Meanwhile, thought it was the first time in that state. If this is in 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 it's the first time a state. Oh, OK. To enact a program that wow. paid people to reward them to help. Who would have ever thought Florida would be first? I never on would have thought like that. in a million <laughs> years. And mil- I thought California, of course, would be the first. Well, Marco Island City Council Vice Chair Jared Griffani. Uh, said in an email to the Marco Eagle, we will be an example of positive and cooperative action. Well, then change the, the name of state. the Marco Eagle to the Marco <laughs> Burrowing Owl, Jared. Exactly. <laughs> well, I hope that people go and they do it. But the fact that they're doing it all, it, it at all is such a, a a big step. And it's um, it's thoughtful. It's positive and it's promoting life. Rather than <laughs> taking it away. So there's that. So that's it for this episode of Dumb Gay Politics. Yep. Another day, another no dollars. <laughs> but it wouldn't be money 20 if we didn't try and get you to subscribe to our other podcast. You know, the one that helps us to survive and make this one that's for free. Correct. <laughs> so please consider going to patreon.com slash dumb gay politics and joining our members only podcast. If you want to send us one of your dollars, we offer one hour long podcast a week for a dollar. And if you like it, you can up, you know, up your pledge to two dollars and get two hour long podcasts a week. Podcasts a week. Podcasts or podcasts. <laughs> podcasts. It's not about politics, and quite honestly, like Julie said at the beginning of the, this episode, it's not about anything. Okay, everything is random. Sometimes they suck and are boring, and sometimes they suck less and are less boring. <laughs> but you'd be surprised how soothing it is to listen to a podcast that's not about politics or true crime, Mm -hmm. or bravo, okay? Mm -hmm. All that shit is stressful. You don't realize it, but Housewives OC got your blood pressure through the roof, girl. That's right. But you know what? Sometimes you just need, you just need some some soft, dulcet tones of tunes (laughs) that are made up on the spot. Maybe a Martian who visits, or, you know, a, a girl on a cheer team, or... That's right. Whatever, like, there's just like... 
there's no bounds or boundaries or like whatever. No. It's just like whatever, whatever. And and all you out there that are fucking listening to Adnan Syed, I just tried to watch Inside the Mind of Aaron Hernandez, and I am just absolutely motherfucking done with true crime. I am done with it. <laughs> it's insidious. It's profiteering. It stresses me out. I'm mm-hmm. like, no. Get on the Patreon. Get on the frivolity, the pointlessness, the offensiveness. Yeah. But I can tell you one thing. It's not fucking scary. It's not like the dregs of humanity and oh it's not i would hope it's not depressing i mean the only thing the only the reason the patreon is depressing is because we don't make enough money and as always it's been real and it's been fun but mostly it's been gay and it's been dumb and stump town let's talk about talk about depressing how'd you do i see you've met mine faithful hand in hand he's just a little broad dying because when you knocked he thought you were the candy man don't get strung up by the way i look don't judge a book by its cover i'm not much of a man by the light of day but by night i'm one hell of a lover I'm just a sweet transvestite From transsexual Transylvania <laughs> Let me show you a rhyme And maybe play you a sign You look like you're both pretty groovy Or if you want something visual That's not too abysmal we could take in an old Steve Reeves movie. I'm glad we caught you at home. Could we use your phone? We're both in a bit of a hurry. Right. We'll just say where we are, then go back to the car. We don't want to be any worry. Well, you got caught with a flat wheel. How about that? Well, babies, don't you panic. By the light of the night, it'll all seem all right. I'll get you a satanic mechanic. I'm just a sweet transvestite. From transsexual Transylvania. <laughs> Why don't you stay for the night? Or maybe a bite. Right. I could show you my favorite obsession. I've been making a man with blonde hair and a tan. And he's good for relieving my tension. I'm just a sweet transvestite from transsexual Transylvania. A sweet transvestite From transsexual Transylvania So, come up to the lab And see what's on the slab I see you shiver with anticipation but maybe the rain is really to blame. So I'll remove the cause. 
<laughs> but not the symptom.